Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Health Unfiltered. I am joined today with my co-host Robo. What's up? Hello, hello. What is up? He looks all like professional tweaking his mic buttons and his new house that he owns. He's like leveled up as a full adult now. I know. It's strange. I'm trying to I'm trying to set up. I was telling Chrissy, I'm like, everything feels like out of place, but like new and it's good. But I'm like, how do I how do I situate this? Like what's gonna be the best way to do this? But yeah. Just living in the moment. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we've got a special guest today. How are you, Chrissy? I'm great. How are you guys? Awesome. Good. I'm Very so awesome. excited you're here. A little bit about Chrissy before we jump into our, our normal banter. Chrissy Rice is here and she has a passion for helping people heal through the essence of energy healing, a topic we've never covered on the podcast. She's committed to helping people find themselves, think more positively, radiate glowing energy and have passion for life. She's an intuitive Reiki energy healer and a clairvoyant. She also helps people find healing by connecting to their chakras, lifetime history, passed away loved ones to help them heal through the things that they're going through in life. So Chrissy is an energy healer, podcast host as well. She co-hosts the podcast, Heal Your Life With Us. And she's also an author and a self-healer. We love to hear it. (laughs) Self-healers unite. Thank you. It sounds so good, like hearing it all together when you say it. (laughs) You're like, damn, I'm official. (laughs) That's that's a lot, what you just said right there. What is a self-healer? I don't know what that means. A self-healer is somebody who went... I went down all of the journeys, all of the paths to heal myself um, from something that I got diagnosed with. Mm, okay. So instead of going like a traditional medical route, I did all of the self-healing that I needed to do to heal. Gotcha. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love um, the holistic psychologist on Instagram and I feel like she's really popularized that term of like those of us who are trying to be proactive and do the work and we're not really waiting for someone to save us or give us answers. And like, especially with like physical stuff, which I want to hear your story as we get further into the podcast, Chrissy. Um, that's like what a self healer is. You're, I think so. Like taking initiative in all the things. Yes. You move forward on a path of healing. Yeah. Yes. You do the work. Yeah. Nice. So Ro, what's new in your world? I I feel like you've got the biggest news. Uh, Yeah. We finally moved into our house. The uh, episode that um, I think dropped today, right, uh, this morning, was my first uh, episode because it was like the snack time episode. But this is, congrats, Chrissy, you're the first guest in my house, technically. Uh, <laughs> so that's exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, we were moved in. Um, it'll take some time to settle in. But like we spent the first night here last night. No ghosts yet. Um slept great it's good to be back in like our own beds and not like a furnished finder where it's like a crappy little mattress that you're like yeah you can sleep on this um but yeah i mean it's it's exciting um getting some stuff on with the website and books is good and yeah i feel feeling like i'm in a great place which is also terrifying because i'm like oh i can't wait to see what comes up next so uh yeah that's just me being my normal like oh When's the next shoe going to drop? Uh, but things are good. Yeah, I feel great. Well, you all are in a, like a traditional row house in Baltimore, right? Yeah. Like one of the older ones? Yeah. it's. I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's so got cool. uh, open open brick on the inside from like when it was built in the 1880s. 
So it's cool to kind of rub my hands across and be like, wow, I like this is the same brick. It's just been here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of history here and in, in this neighborhood. And while I was telling you guys, I, I walked to the gym and then I like stopped for like a bagel. I was like, I'm a real city boy now, uh, which is cool because it's been a long time since I felt that way. So, yeah, just super excited to kind of fill in the, the space and, and grow and grow with Casey and live our lives. So, yeah, you know. I'm going to enjoy it while the happiness lasts. <laughs> so. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm so excited for you both, yeah. you and Casey. It's cool. Yeah. What about you? What's new? And me, you know, not much. I've just been frolicking and doing my usual here. <laughs> it's um, it's rainy season now for real. Um, it's still okay. a lot sunnier than normal, but the rain has finally started to come, which is good. This is kind of like our winter. Okay. And I think it's good to have seasons, too, in your life of like, oh, winter where you go more internal mm-hmm. and then you have summer where you might be more social. So it's been good. It just makes me a little sleepy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Perfect. Just feed what into that. What about you, Chrissy? I know, right? You're in Georgia, correct? I am. Yes. And the, sub- the suburbs of Atlanta. <laughs> oh, wow. Suburban area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up in that area? Have you always been in that area? No, I did not. So I was born and raised in New York. And then we moved to, I got married and we moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And we spent 10 years at the beach and that was wonderful. And then we ended up here in Suwannee, Georgia to raise our daughter in the suburbs of Atlanta with the schools and everything for her. So who knows where we'll be next? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I've heard such good things. I know people from Durham that are like, I want to move back to Atlanta and that area just for the schools. So I've heard yeah. like, it's a good the place to raise a family. It's a great place. Yeah, that's why we're here. We got four years left. <laughs> yes. Live it out. <laughs> nice and easy. And then Live the sky out. is the limit. Yes. Oh, that's great. Where you live sounds amazing. So like I want to like leave here and come to Costa Rica for the rest of my life. <laughs> you should come visit. I, I think everyone should visit. Um I try. I should stop talking about it. It's terrible, guys. Don't come here Uh, because it's becoming really popular (laughs) and like so many people are moving in and buying land and um, I'm like, oh, gosh. Um, No, but it's a really beautiful community of people from like all over the world and blends really well, I think, with uh, the local community. I would say English is probably the where I live, like the language everyone speaks because everyone's from all over, which hasn't been great for learning Spanish. Um, (laughs) But like I'm like, uh, everyone's like, are you speaking Spanish? I'm like, I really need to be. Uh, and I was taking lessons, but but it's cool. It's like this conglomerate of people from all over the world here. Yeah. Nice. Well, we do have a question of the week before we dive into the podcast. This one is for you, Ro. What does it mean to have a strong core? I keep hearing that my back problems will go away if I have one, but I do abs three times a week and it doesn't get better. Oh, such a classic question. You know, I think uh, I remember this quote. It was like, um, well, I actually I don't remember it, but it was talking about back pain and how it's normal in that a lot of people experience it, but it's not normal because we shouldn't all be walking around with back pain, right? Um, I know this is specifically asking about core, but I just want to talk a little bit about how if you do have back problems, just being like, oh, do more abs or do more core is like such a simple answer that generally is not going to cover um, what's wrong because how do you know it's because you have a weak core? What if you have a weak back? What if you feel it in your back when you're doing exercises because it's weak, so it's trying to work? Um, and you're right. It could be that it's too strong. So it tends to take over and your, we'll call them abs. Um, maybe you're not putting in the work that they're supposed to be. So it is a multifaceted problem, uh, back pain itself. But what the core is, uh, I think a lot of people think about abs. So they think about things like crunches, side crunches, you know, something that's going to get you into flexion and extension, um, in that upper half of your body. But the core is really like, it's such a dumb term because nobody really knows what it means, right? Oh, squeeze your core. Okay, do I have to squeeze my butt along with it? How do you squeeze your hips? Uh, My upper back is technically part of my core. Like, how do I squeeze that? Um, Utilize your core. It's like, same questions, right? How do I utilize my hips in this movement and vice versa? 
Um, so the core, when I think about it, is the entire hip complex. So all the muscles that go into your hips, which is going to include things like your quads, so your thighs, your hamstrings, but especially your glutes, um, your abs, and your back muscles. The thing is your back muscles, because they go from your hips all the way up to your shoulders, right, all the way up to your neck, like you have extensors that connect from top to bottom. You have this beautiful mesh of like the lats, the supraspinatus, the infraspinatus that all play a role in keeping you balanced, keeping you tight, keeping you strong. So when we hear you have to do more core work, I think a lot of people think abs, but what they should be thinking is just like strengthening your midsection. And I mean like entire torso, which is dumb because it is just strengthen your whole body, right? You just need to get stronger. Um, and the best way to do that in my experience is not things like uh, crunches, but it's going to be things like heavy carries, unloaded carries, um, things that are going to make you move in space with weird objects or with heavy objects. And the way I think about it is if I can walk, you know, a hundred yards or for 40 seconds or for a minute with a hundred pounds on one side or 50 pounds on one side as I carry something overhead, right? Like then walking and living life is going to be easier because I'm not carrying those things all the time, but I'm strong enough to do it. Um, and then you build up the endurance to be able to do that all the time. And then the pain goes away because you are stronger. Um, so not just abs, but also thinking about being able to keep your body uh, like balanced in space as you do things. And the way to do that is to load yourself unevenly, uh, just kind of walk in weird planes of movement so that you're kind of strong from all angles. Those are my thoughts on, on that. So plot twist, the secret to back pain is not just strengthening abs, it's yeah. strengthening the whole body. Yeah, hey, get strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my answer to yeah. most things. Oh, just I, get I stronger. think I, I, I remember having, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember having really good therapists after a car accident and they were like, it's so, it's actually a lot more of like glutes and like hip stabilization than people think. It's not just like, oh, I need to crunch it up. Yeah, for sure. And it's way easier to get abs if you are just strong all around so like focus on that and that second part will come hardly ever does it work the opposite way yeah always go for form or function over form i feel like the the form and the definition always comes as a byproduct Cool. So today we are talking about a form of complementary and alternative healing that we've never talked about. As I alluded to earlier, we're going to talk about energy work. And Chrissy's going to share about her journey that led her on this path using her intuitive gifts to support others. So I'm really excited. And I wanted to start with a question that's inspired by you all and your your podcast that you all have called Heal Your Life With Us, which I got to be on. I loved that episode. That was really fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So basically, I just want to start with, can you share with us your personal healing path and how it led you to this professional path? Absolutely. That's like the best way to start because that's kind of how it <laughs> happened. But before I tell you about my path, I have to tell you that Reiki does not, you don't find Reiki, Reiki finds you. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the path that I went on. So I was diagnosed with thyroid disease, uh, Hashimoto's more specifically, and I took my test results and I decided, do I want to see an endocrinologist or do I want to do a health coach to try to do this on my own first? So I was like, I have the willpower to do this. I'm going to do this on my own first. And I always have the endocrinologist as a backup. So we went down this, my friend and I also got diagnosed at the same exact time. And we went on this healing journey together. So we were both, let's go down the health coaching path. And let's clean up our diets, learn about our supplements, learn about what we are eating that's hurting our thyroid, learn about what we are eating that's not beneficial to us, what we need to eat to help our thyroid, and just the education around the thyroid itself. And basically, that was the start of it because I had to clean myself up diet like diet wise and learn about supplements and learn all that stuff. Once I got clear on that, I actually started healing. Like everything started healing itself just through food and supplements. And once I saw my numbers start to come back down to normal, which took about 
eight months to a year to get my number stabilized again, things just started happening where spiritually I started, you know, going through some other stuff as well because I had this clear mind from the, the diet and the food that happened. So I had cleared out the thyroid stuff. You know, I've got my numbers already and perfect. But now I have to make sure it doesn't come back, mm-hmm. make sure that I can stabilize this forever because it's always going to be a part of me. And it kind of, Reiki kind of found me. Like it wasn't, I started going down like a lot of energy healing. Like what else can I do? like to enhance this healing process. And I ended up having a Reiki session by somebody that I got recommended by. And I sat down, I had been searching for a, a career change cause I had been a real estate agent for eight years. And I knew that that was part of my thyroid disease because of how stressful and how unhappy I was doing that work. And so I had been soul searching for something else. And I sat down at this Reiki session and I looked across the way at the other, at the Reiki practitioner. And I said, I need to be doing this. <laughs> this is, this is what I need to be doing. And she looked at me and she was like, you do need to be doing this. Like she felt it too. So that's kind of how the spiral like just kept, and it just kept going and going and going. And so I went and learned, um, Reiki in person, not online. I feel like there's a big difference between the two and it was magical. And I just knew that's what I wanted to transition. So I literally healed my thyroid, um, started a podcast with that, along with that, because a part of the thyroid is the throat chakra, which I will talk a little bit about, but we were like, we need to speak our truth. We need to get our voices heard and help other people learn how to do this as well for themselves. And so my friend and I started this podcast and we teach people how to heal themselves through all sorts of modalities. So I love that connection. I didn't even think about the, well, I I know the connection of the thyroid and the throat, but then, then you all were like, we're going to start a podcast and we're going to quite literally start using her voice and speaking authentically our truth. Like that's powerful. Yes. I have said some things on our podcast that nobody knows about me. Or that I was releasing for the first time into the world, speaking through this podcast. And I just, you know, it would happen. And I'd just be like, I have to, because that's where all that energy was stored in my body. And it was killing my thyroid. So. Yeah. Yeah, You also touched on a really big point. I don't think a lot of people maybe correlate, but you were unhappy at a job and you were overworking, overstressed, and you knew how that was negatively impacting your health. I think that is like a huge one that I see when I work with people. Yeah, it is huge. It Occupations and careers are one big killer sometimes. They will bring your health down with you. But it's hard to let go of what you know and what you're familiar with and what you think you should be doing. I think the different dimensions of health is like, that's where we have to start thinking outside of the box is like, okay, the nutrition, got it easy working out, got it easy, but it's the relationships you have. It's the work that you do. It's how fulfilled that you are. It's definitely your stress levels. We could probably put that at the top. It's your spiritual health is a piece of it, emotional, mental. So that's really, I love, I love the journey. Obviously I relate a lot since we actually have the same diagnosis too. And we yeah. both took a similar route. So that was really cool when we discovered that it was like this weird synchronicity moment when you and me and Caitlin were like, wait a minute. Yes. You have, we're all the same here. And I've met more and more people that have thyroid disease that are, that were stuck, that were stuck like I was, and I didn't know which way to go. And it was, it was hard to decide whether I'm going to do this on my own or am I going to go get some medical help from for this? And I was just like, well, I've lived with this for a long time now. Let's see if I can do it. Yeah. And it worked. Hashimoto's is really common in women. Like thyroid's really common in women. Autoimmune is really common in women. And Gabriel Mate talks about this a lot in his research is like, think about the societal constructs of women and how we're taught to be quiet and just do what we're told and like be a good little girl. And like we suppress a lot of the times our fire, authenticity, our voice. He's like, I I don't think this is a coincidence that it's women mainly who suffer from these certain types of diseases. So I always find that so interesting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So for listeners who might not be familiar, can you explain what 
energy work and Reiki is? Like this is a totally new concept for us. Yes, I can. I will try to simplify it as much as I can because it's a big it's a big concept and every single Reiki practitioner does it different. Okay, so we you might have a session with me and you're going to experience something totally different than if you go to somebody else. We all have different things that we practice or follow or like to help us like guide us. So essentially the word Reiki is universal life energy. That's like the definition of it. And when you, we all sort of have, we all have energy and plants have energy. Everything has energy. You can feel it when you walk into an old house, it has energy, right? So I, I like to start it out like this because we lose that sense of everything has energy as we grow, as we get older. And essentially we know how to heal ourselves. I'm just making space for people um, and holding that space for them as they do the healing. But when you get attuned to do Reiki, basically you're channeling life force energy through you to the client. So they're not taking your energy and you're not taking theirs. On occasion, it does happen though. I'm not going to lie about that. But I, I know how to work with expelling that from me and not picking up too many energies. Um, when we're little, like when you're three years old or under, and little kids run and they fall down and they hit their knee and it's all scraped up, what's the first thing that little kids do? They go and they grab it and they hold it and they put their hands around it because they know that they know how to heal themselves and they know that that works and that's soothing and comforting. And that's essentially what Reiki is. It's channeling that universal healing energy to help people through the trauma or the pain or the healing that they want to do. And everybody comes to me for different things. So it's, it can be um, pain management. It can be, um, a loss, trauma, like a transformation in life. It's all different, but depending on the person's situation is that depends on how I'm going to use the Reiki that day and how I'm going to channel it for them. Yeah. And like Reiki is basically a system of energy work and then there would be like different types, right? Correct. Yes. There are different types of Reiki for sure. Okay. Yeah. It all essentially comes from the same place. Um, but there are different ways of doing it. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I was like, I've, there's all kinds of people that can tap into this and a lot of, I guess it's your intuition really you're tapping into morphic energy, but people can use this for all kinds of things. And I was saying like, there's actually like energy doctors. There's people who can do this for just understanding and tapping into like what's going on in your body that you're, you might be missing. Um, but I really have enjoyed energy work and like working with different practitioners here on the mountain and like exploring and you do feel it. I feel like that. I wish this was something that we were also taught for those of us that are really sensitive people, how to clear our energy of the, the day of the people we're around. And you're like, I know how to do that. Like I know how to <laughs> clear it out. Um, things that I take on from other people. Cause that can be really hard. Like fellow empaths, really <laughs> like listening yeah. to this. And everyone clears energy differently. So my, my way of clearing energy is yin yoga. That's how I get it out. I store it in my muscles of my body. And I know that that's just something that you have to kind of figure out along the way. So when I'm done doing energy work, I do some yin yoga, which is holding a yoga pose for three to five minutes and allowing your myofascial tissue to release it. That's where I store people's energy in my body. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. They could be stored yeah. in different places like that. But that makes sense. Yeah. Thinking back to the things I've read from Gabriel Mate. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are some of the things people will come to you to work on or like possible benefits of Reiki? Yeah. So a lot, everyone's different. I feel like I, I work on very similar people that come to me though for the same sort of things. I see repeat um, trauma. So it'll be like overcoming a loss. They just can't overcome this. A lot of PTSD, a lot of trauma, a lot of um, people that have gone through other different types of therapies or have medication and just don't seem to have relief from it. Um, I work with a lot of children actually with medical issues, a lot of stomach issues, digestive issues, um, transformational periods of people's lives like divorce, um, change of career, um, losing a job, things like that. So I... Basically, I use the chakra system, which is our energy, seven energy points in our body, starting from the base of our spine, going up to the crown of our head. And those energy points in our body store our trauma and our emotions and the things that we've gone through in life over 
the span of our lifetime. When I do Reiki, I can tap into those chakra energy points of those people and knowing what each chakra is linked to. So for instance, say we'll start with like the solar plexus is that chakra in the middle of your stomach. And if I'm working on that area of the middle of your stomach, this is kind of where my intuition and my clairvoyance comes in. I will be visually shown in my mind's eye a the, the part of the trauma, like a story that they went through, right? A moment in time that they experienced that allowed them now to have all of these stomach issues and all of this digestive issues in their lives. And I can see that they don't need to tell it to me. And so when the session's over, I will confirm that this is actually true with them. And then I will give them advice on how to heal those, that trauma and how to overcome all of those bad things that have happened to them in their past life. So it's really, yeah, it's like really about going to the root of the issue from like looking at the trauma and like the energetic root of why Absolutely. they are we, I get issue. to the root to the deep down seated cause of what caused their digestive issues in the first place when they thought it was the food that they were eating or the water that they were drinking. And it was like when they were five years old and their parents constantly told them they weren't good enough. That's solar plexus. That's your self-confidence, right? And then I will find that cause for them. And then I will give them tips and things that they can do to heal through that trauma. And it might be other therapists that deal with childhood trauma, right? But what we, what I did was I made the space for them to realize that they have to work on this in order to overcome these digestive issues. Can you give us like a Barney edition of the chakra system? Because I don't think yeah. we've ever covered that either on the podcast. Yeah. And that's like we a would- big framework of so many different methodologies too. Yes. So the chakra system runs from the base of our spine all the way to the top of our head. So our crown. So we start at the root at the base of our spine and it's colored in the colors of the rainbow. So red all the way up to purple and white is the crown. So root chakra is based basically all of your security. It's like your rooted grounds, like your your growing roots, the start of your foundation. A lot, when I'm working on people's um, knees and feet, I will see a lot of childhood stuff that happens down there because that's like stuff that's like grounded in you starting from the beginning. Your sacral is the space between your belly button and the base of your spine. And that holds your creativity and your sexuality. And then your solar plexus is in the middle of your stomach. And that holds like your self-confidence, your self-worth, who you think you are. And then your heart chakra is centered right around your heart. And that's about your self-love and loving others. And then your throat, and there's a lot more behind it, but this is like the the Barney version of it. And then your throat chakra is all about your being able to speak your truth and being authentically you. And then your third eye is between your eyebrows. And that is where your intuition lies. And then your crown chakra, which is always linked to your spirituality, what you believe in, anything higher than and above you. I love it. And this is the, I mean, this is the route they use in like yoga and different, all kinds of different methodologies, really. So I think it's important to touch on. Yeah, I do. I, I dive deep into that with my Reiki practice and not every Reiki practitioner does, but that's what works for me on how to get to the deep seated root cause of the issues people are seeing in life. That makes sense. Yeah. So I know that a lot of alternative therapies are really just beginning to be researched in depth. Um, but there has been some randomized control trials on Reiki specifically, mm-hmm. I think because it's got like a framework that can be like, all right, we're applying this specific framework. Um, and they do, there's impacts that they list on cancer, pain management, stress. And I was just curious if you, what you thought about the most promising applications you've seen in like the traditional medicine model or like in the research or like where you think we could start using this more even in our like modern traditional medical model. Yes. I feel like it needs to be used everywhere. Um, I think that we need to teach kids how to do it. I think that if little kids could learn how to do this, they could self-soothe and self-help them and then help others and have more passion to help others, I think. I would. They do use it now in hospitals across the U.S. Um, they use it not only for the patients, but they also use it for the workers and the employees because they need it as well. So I feel like it's, it could be used everywhere. It's not, it's not used enough. 
actually. I really want to see it used more in children. I really want to see it used more being taught to children because they understand energy and they feel it way more than adults do. Yeah, it's been interesting living here and being around children more and seeing the things that come up for them and like the way people parent here and the things people believe, they're much more open-minded, I would say, than like the traditional people I was I grew up next to in Washington, D.C. Um, and so it's interesting to hear like children talk about these things and you're like, whoa, like kids know. And I think that we we actually kind of just try to put them in this framework where it's like, this is what you're supposed to know. This is what I'm going to test you on. Stop being silly. That didn't happen. You're just using your imagination. And I think it would be really interesting if we were like just actually going to I guess because to me, I think they're intuitive gifts in a way. And so if we can just let kids actually explore what that looks like instead of just being like, that's not real. Stop. Stop using your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I really wish I could see that more. I know um, before I think this was last night I was looking at kind of some stuff on and I cannot say this word. Reiki, right? That's how it's said. Reiki, so okay. like Ray and Key <laughs> okay. together. I like the spelling of it. I'm like, I, I don't know. Um, but you did mention like um, it being used in like hospital settings, uh, not only to the patients but to the caregivers as well. Um, there is, I'm familiar with the visual analog score because that's what I use for my dissertation. Where it's like, it's just that it's. I think it's 10 centimeters, and you just say, hey, I'm not going to tell you anything, but like based on your pain, is it at zero or is it at a hundred and there's no like number scale they just kind of like i guess i feel like i'm here today um i don't know like why we use that but it's it, it's used across the spectrum in like a lot of research um but there was a meta-analysis then i think it was like 2020 or 2021 um where they looked at a handful of like reiki <laughs> studies um and yeah i mean like when you look at the um, use of it, the visual analog scale, visual analog scale um, was like significantly lower. And I think it makes sense, right? Because like, not only are you going through like, maybe what may be the traditional medicine or traditional Western medicine healing. Uh, but then you're also like, asking people like, hey, how are you feeling today? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> and, and, a lot of that has to do with the way I think our like medical model is set up where it's just they see him, they check the boxes and then they leave. Um, and I'm not saying like doctors shouldn't be doing that. They just like are not qualified to do the the therapies of like whether it's Reiki or like traditional therapy or whatever um, that allows for that person to open up and be like, I, I don't feel great. This is actually like a terrible time in my life. And it's instead of being like, well, here's some medicine. Right? It's like, well, let's talk about why you might yeah. be feeling that way. Um, some things that we can do to make you feel better. And, uh, you know, you talked about um, how you store energies in like your muscles. And it is like a strange concept to think about it. But it's also not when you think about like when people get stressed, right, their shoulders rise up and they're like, man, my neck is really tense my shoulders are really tense and they're like when's the last time you took a deep breath and they're like oh okay and then they start to relax and so you know immediately i think people who have never heard of this myself included are like well this sounds like some sort of weird magic or it sounds like crap but you just like just take a step back and be like this isn't anything like new it's got like it's like a framework right there are like certain processes to it um, and I don't understand like the, the deep framework or anything, but being able to connect to, wow, when I'm stressed, my shoulders hurt because I'm sitting up here the whole time. And then when I'm in a more relaxed state, more creative state, more whatever, like where I'm feeling my best, uh, my body tends not to hurt. What a shock, mm -hmm. right? Um, so yeah, just thinking about like how that connects to things that maybe are intuitive to people. So it's like, oh, this is this makes sense from a body and life perspective. Yeah. I, that's why I link it. I always link it to the body as well as the trauma. Cause like you said, okay, I'm stressed out. My shoulders are all tense. Mm -hmm. Like, and it does feel good when I take a deep breath and I let it go. But how did it get here? Yeah. How did it get to this point? This is where, this is what I want to know. This is what I'm going to ask you is how did it get to that point? What happened in the last six months to you? What have you been going through? What can we process through? 
so that we can let all of that go so that your shoulders can relax. Because a lot of people don't understand that, oh, you know, it's just my job or, you know, I haven't been sleeping great. It could be my pillow. Well, it's deeper than that. Yeah. But also could be your pillow, right? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Definitely yeah. could be your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that that even goes back to the number one skill you can have if you're someone who's like, I'm I'm set out on this this mission to heal myself and I'm going to pull from all these different modalities that make sense in our line for me. The number one thing that you need to have, like the skill is paying attention to what your body is telling yeah. you because so many people ignore it. They ignore it. They, they wake up when the alarm goes off. They go, they punch in, they punch out, they do the things. They're just running on autopilot. And so I think... Because like you said, like people will let things go on for like months and months and months before years. Like, huh. Years. Yeah, years. Maybe yeah. I should address yeah. this. Like yeah. maybe I don't have to feel this way. And so I yes. think that's like you could argue the number one skill everyone needs to have. Because if you don't know what's really truly going on with yourself, then how can you even begin to fix it or yeah. address it or figure out the yeah. root cause and get rid of it? Yeah, I was actually just talking about this with my health coach the other day because I was talking about a, a friend of mine who who wanted some health coaching and how I've noticed, I don't know if it's just my age or the people now, you know, you become around 40 and you're like, oh, maybe I should exercise or maybe I should eat better, right? Because 40 just hits and you're just like, I should start doing that. Well, a lot of people, a lot of my friends and a lot of my family members, they look at, they've had symptoms for like five years. I'm guilty of this as well. So, you know, I had stress or anxiety or breakout, like rashes breaking out all over my body or a pain, you know, in my arm, or I would sort of diagnose them individually. I'd be like, okay, what's good for the skin? Okay. What's good for, you know, the anxiety? What's good for this? It was individual things when all of those things were linked to one thing. <laughs> so like, and he sees that a lot as well. It's like, they're not looking at all of the symptoms together. They're only trying to help one at a time. And really all those symptoms go together and can get to the root cause of something. Yeah. This is why I'm such a big advocate for integrative and functional medicine. Like I think that I wish that's how the whole medical system was because really all we're doing is treating symptoms mm -hmm. with a lot of the times and we're not looking at you as a whole complete person and saying, how can this all be connected? It's just, that's why most Americans, the last time I checked, it was an average of seven medications that most Americans are on. And of course the medication, the medications then create other issues. And then you're on another medicine because of that medicine. Yeah. But yeah, like polypharmacia, I think is what they call it. I don't know, something like that. But it's super common. And if you do ever work in a hospital, like when I was in there for my rotations, it was very brief. That's clearly not my calling so many medications and it's very normal um and so i think that that's the other big piece is like we have to take a step back like this bird's eye view of like wait a minute and a lot of stuff like you know we don't understand even anxiety is like that manifest very much physically a lot of gut health a lot of skin stuff like a lot of energy issues like it's all tied into one piece uh, so i i think that like that's going to be a big shift and i how do you feel about this chrissy but i feel like we're seeing more people understand that and then move towards okay i want to take a little bit more of like a forward-facing advocacy role to like try different therapies try new things mm -hmm. i have been seeing that a lot it's the self-work that is the hardest part for people to continue because it's hard it is really hard to help yourself. And if you don't have that determination to do it, you're going to resort back to what you were doing and just say, I gave it a try, but it wasn't, you know, it was too hard. But I get that a lot, that it was too hard to do it myself. Yeah. Where do you feel like people are getting stuck? Do you feel like it when it comes down to like, hey, we got to address some of this underlying like emotional trauma? Like, do you feel like there's a stick point where people are like, oh, it's, it's not just taking herbal supplements. All right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like it's two stick points. I feel like the first one is always the nutrition that it's really, really hard to eat good for people because people love to not eat good. And I feel like that's a hard point for all my friends are like, wait, this is, this is how you eat. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. You learn to love it because you really feel good when you eat this way. And then I think the trauma is 
we're going to have to open up all those wounds and you are going to have to overcome them and you are going to have to let them release and let them out and not suppress them all of the trauma that you've had in your life. I will say from someone who's done that, um, a, I wish I would have been warned a little bit more accurately. Um, yeah. B, it kind of it gets worse before it gets better. Like to me, it felt like I was opening up Pandora's box, and I was in a partnership at the time. Bless his soul, he's like the kindest human ever, and we're still good friends. So I guess that's a good indicator. Um, but it really was like opening up Pandora's box. Like I was just like raging and expressing like all the emotions I had suppressed for so long, and it was like a big journey. And you know, I had the support of a therapist and different coaches and, and guides that helped me along the way, thankfully, so that I could understand how to help myself. But boy, like that's <laughs> it. Sometimes will get worse before it gets better. But oh, if you push does. through, it's like yeah. so worth it. Yeah. And you definitely like you said it, you need your toolbox. Like you had that help with you. You can't do it alone because you need you need friends you need therapists you need reiki people you need a massage therapist you need all of it to get through it but you're right it does get worse before it gets better because opening up all of those wounds and all of that trauma that you had that you had suppressed for so many years it's ugly yeah and no one wants to look at it and no one wants to see it but it's the only way to heal yeah all and I will die on the hill. That's it. <laughs> see, see Ro is bells. still like, I'm going to avoid my feelings and lift weights. But I, think like, okay, I know like, where to wait, find wait, help. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, the thing is, like, I don't avoid my feelings, right? I, for me, like, my my therapy is like movement, right? It's when I feel my best. We talk about, like, when I, like, the snack time episode I just, um, I, we just posted today was about how at night, right, like, you can have a nighttime like mobility or massage routine and you probably should because not only does it help you feel less stiff when you woke up when you wake up but it's a really good time to just check in like what was your day like um why do i feel tight in my hips consistently why do i feel this way um and what can i do so like at a minimum doing some stretching or foam rolling or whatever it's going to make you feel better at night is gonna allow you to kind of decompress so that you can get some deeper sleep so that you can wake up and feel like you can attack the day. Um, and so it's not avoiding my issues, right? But it's sitting with them and being like, oh man, that was kind of a crappier day. Uh, don't like the way that person said that thing. Why did I feel anxious when that person walked through the room? Um, and then deciding whether it's something like, oh, I'll just live with it for now or you know, what am I going to do to make it better? Because, I, you know, we're talking about times where you do have to like, oh, work is stressful. Like, I need to get out of there. Like, yeah, or you can make it better, right? Like, for some people, they can't just quit their jobs, right? But what can we do to make it better? And whether that's just grinding it out for eight hours, not liking it, but then having time away from work where you're like, this is my hour, 30 minutes, whatever, where I get to connect whether it's reiki deep breaths lifting right um that that's where in my mind that the connection and the work kind of can happen uh so i'm not saying like definitely don't avoid your feelings but like use a modality like lifting or exercise or movement to help process through those things because for sure you can do one when i was younger it was like no no we're gonna push that aside and we're just gonna keep lifting and now it's like, wow, I like when I have really tough weeks or days, like that's going to affect my lifting. So I'm going to change my lifting to be like, well, today it's movement. Today it's feel good until we fix all that stuff and then go back into attacking it. Multimodal lifting. I love that. Um, you know, I just love to tease you. I but know, I, know. <laughs> I do think like meditation through movement is like a thing. Yeah. Like it is. you, you yeah. really can find like, and that can be your time to uh, sit with yourself and be like, all right, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? What's coming up in my body? Why? For sure. So I love that. I'll have to listen to that snack time episode. I have not yet. <laughs> well, yeah. it came out four hours, to, two hours ago. So. <laughs> yeah, movement through, you know, I recommend movement when I'm after I'm like they're after Reiki care, depending on what chakra I feel has a lot of trauma built up in it. I will recommend movement for those chakras, you know, different poses, different stretches, different things that you can do that are fun, 
right? Like the sacral chakra loves hula hooping and dancing with the hips. So like doing those things to open up those energy points, because when we open up those energy points, stuff starts to come out and you're just like, wait a second, why did that person annoy me yesterday? It's like stuck here, you know? So it does help. That's awesome. So I also, you mentioned, and I want to talk about this. You are an intuitive with clairvoyant gifts. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what this is and also like how you discovered it or was this something ever since you were a child? I want to hear more. So I will say, yes, it was something that I've had since I was a child. However, as we grow, we suppress it. Like, what do I need this for? I'm not, this is, is this my imagination? Is this, I don't understand it. Right. So, but when you go through something like, um, Reiki training or something spiritual, or sometimes it happens when you go through yoga training, when you start to connect things together and you open yourself up again, your gifts come back. And then sometimes they come back in full force and there is literally no training guide on it. I've tried to look, there is none, there's no instruction manual for this. So you sort of learn from others and you learn to guide yourself on it. So intuitive means I can pick up feelings from others and kind of know what I need to say when I need to say it. And I feel others, it's sort of a little empathetic as well, but I can feel others pain and trauma and personalities without them talking. And so my clairvoyance came like full force after I learned Reiki. And then more and more I practice it. It's just, screams to me. So, um, clairvoyance is basically seeing through your mind's eye. So you can do it with your eyes closed and you know how you can like visualize something. If you want to visualize a tropical location, you can see that in your mind's eye. Um, you can also visualize it with your eyes open. It's still in your mind's eye. I see things through that area, like through that chakra point, through the third eye to help others heal. So I will get literally like a like a slideshow or a movie of an episode of someone's life. Like I will see their fathers abuse them. I will see someone ridiculing them. I will see an accident they had. I will see all of that stuff without them talking to me. And then when I'm finished doing the Reiki session, I can bring up what I saw and a hundred percent of the time it's always accurate. And then that really strikes a, accord with that person. And I'm like, there's a reason I was shown this. That is the area that we need to start working on. That's where you need to do some healing. So I see visions of others' lives when I'm doing Reiki. And the way someone else explained it to me too is like the clairaudient is seeing, but then you also could, or clairvoyant is seeing, but then you may be different people, I guess, have different ways of picking up and getting messages mm-hmm. from the energy. So like clairaudient yeah. would be more of someone who will hear. What is clairsentient yeah. is like you just have a feeling or a knowing. Yeah. I forget all of them. But yes, I know there's yeah, like clair- different clairs and like there different is, intuitive gifts. Yeah. Normally, if you have one, you have them all. So I would say I have them all. The primarily clairvoyantly is they is I just that's my strongest one. So that's kind of how it comes through. On occasion, I'll hear things. Uh, but it's not like hearing things like you don't hear voices. You just kind of hear like someone say something in your head, almost like you talk to yourself in your head, right? Or you hear a tune or a music or something. And clairsentience is feeling. So you get the feeling someone is deeply, like you can feel their pain, like like actually feel their shoulder pain or actually feel their stomach upset. I feel that a lot with people that have loss. My clairsentience comes straight forward and usually clairvoyance turns off and that turns on. So when they have loss and I'm working in and around the heart area, I will just feel deep grief and deep sadness because of something that they recently lost or someone, someone they lost and they won't even tell me about it. And I know it. And then I will bring it up after the session and we will discuss it and what I felt and why I felt it. Yeah. I, I truly believe that everyone has these gifts and these abilities. It's just so whether or not you are willing to like be open to it or Mm -hmm. also that you're to me, I think like the nervous system plays a really big role. Like I think you have to be in a deep state of like relaxation and receptivity to tap into intuitive gifts, in my opinion. Yes, for sure. Like it, 95% of the time, it's always when I'm working, right? When I'm doing Reiki. 
But on occasion, it will happen to me when I'm in a big crowd or I'm at a party or I'm in a store and I'm just around not so great energy, I can start to pick up on that. And that's when I exit the building because I don't like to be around that kind of energy. But uh, yeah, it's it's mostly when I'm working, but I it will happen when I'm around people as well. It's the anyone, like you said, anyone has this ability. Another way you can say it is like if you walk into a room, like you're going to a conference and you can just like tell someone just had a really bad day. That whole energy is like the foundation of that meeting. Like they bring their energy and everyone feels it. Yeah, that's energy radiating anger and you're like whoo simmer down i feel feel it it. yeah (laughs) you everyone around you will feel it they brought that energy into that room and you can also feel when someone's being joyous like they just had the best you know best experience of their life and everyone in the room feels that for them they brought that energy into that room too that's energy that's what i pick up yeah i think it's super cool um i have um a friend here who's um, been a healer and a shaman lived in the Amazon for like 20 years. And uh, they have really funny stories about like being on the subway in New York city. <laughs> like just when they were too open and too sensitive. And I was like, this is wild. There's really, to me, there's this whole other world of energy that yeah. a lot of people are just tuned out. And maybe also it can be too much. Like there's already so much going on in our lives. It can be too much to have, all of those other inputs, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to hear hear stories of people who have really like fine-tuned and developed those gifts. Yeah, it's almost like, okay, so my husband just uh, explained this to me the other day because I do a lot of distant Reiki and people are like, can't really grasp that. How do you do Reiki on somebody and you're not even touching them? I was like, honestly, it's like magic. I can't explain it. But my husband explained it the other day really well. I don't know if your guys will get it, but do you, have you ever watched the movie X-Men? Uh, yes. I'm sure I have. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're sure you have. <laughs> okay. So Professor X puts his hat, his cerebral hat on, and he transports himself into that person's energy, right? And he can see what that person's doing. He can see what that person's thinking. My husband's like, you just put your, your cerebral hat on and you jump into that person's energy field and you work on them. And that's how it works. Like you can transport yourself into others' energy fields and help them and feel them and see what's happening inside of it. It's essentially what I do. Like one of the most powerful experiences I had was distance. I know it does sound crazy, but when you experience it, you're like, magic is real. Um, (laughs) But it's really not magic. There's actually like a, uh, there's actually scientific explanation of this. And um, the way the, the guy that, I had that one session with was explaining it as he's like, it's, you can look this up. It's called like the morphic energy field. He's like, I'm not reading your mind. I'm not like a psychic. He's like, I'm just tapping in to your energy field. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like wild. Um, it's, it's the coolest thing, honestly. And I think that I, we are obviously are seeing this being integrated and in, to different treatments. And like, and when I was looking at some of the research, it was like, they were starting to use Reiki as a part of healing after like surgeries and things. And I was like, that is really cool. Like a part of a treatment plan. That's not just pain management. It's physical therapy. It is, you know, might be pain management. It's also energy work Reiki. It's also all these other pieces that can help you heal um, in a deeper way. So I'm all about it. Clearly. Rose like, Oh, we know. (laughs) No. Yeah. I I know you are. Yeah. I I think I liken it to like, uh, especially, you know, Brooke, you mentioned that like people tune out and whether it's on purpose or not, but like for me, like I, I don't, if I'm on a subway, right. Or in a crowd of people, like I don't care what's going on around me because like, it's not my job to care. And also like I have my other things going on. So I'll very much block out and be like that, that person's problem is not my issue. I'm good about it. Um, but you know, like when you're close friends and family, people who are, you're like aware of how they generally act or, you know, you can sense through like a text message when something's off, like, Hey, you're, you're kind of texting weird. Like, is everything okay? Um, or I brought up the subject and normally really excited about it. You're not now like, so it's it's not like surprising to me that, you know, Chrissy, you're talking about like being able to sense certain things or patterns or energies. And I, I know you were talking about like, you know, we, we just met. Right. So like I don't expect you to know how I text or how I do anything. But for the people that like you care about. Right. Like you you sense when things are wrong. Parents yeah. have a 
you know, kind of primal sense of like, oh, something is wrong with my kid. I kind of maybe might reach out to them or like if they still live in the house, like, like you are being a little shit and I don't know why, but let's figure out, you know, what it is. Something my mom was like very good about being like, hey, something is off and like you need to tell me about it when you're ready or whatever. And so this isn't, again, like not surprising and it does sound crazy. It is crazy, right? It's not like normal. Um, but it is normal when you think about like how you connect with the people you care about and when you consent when things are really good and when you consent when things are off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I'm connecting to complete strangers instead of people that I care about and get that inner feeling before it even before they even tell me I kind of know sort of thing. Um, with complete strangers, you have to go in like, I don't know this person. I know nothing about them. I know nothing about their history. And so we're going to figure out what is it? Like you said, Brooke, like if a doctor asked, I don't know which one of you said it, but if a doctor just asked you, how are you actually doing today? You know, uh, some people don't really get asked that question very much. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, I feel like, (laughs) and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like people who, I don't know, anyone who's like drawn to like, I won't say anyone, most people who are drawn to uh, a doctor, a therapist, uh, Reiki, like they're generally trying to work on something, right? Like that's why they're showing up. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's like a, a little cheat code or if it's, I'm not trying to, to discount what you're talking about, but like something is clearly wrong. Like you are coming to me to help figure something out. Um, yes. So you're automatically looking for like the negatives, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, because in my mind, like I would never be like, oh, like I'm just gonna do Reiki because it's, because I feel great and my life is in like perfect shape and I get it if you are working through that and you want to continue practicing it. But if like you're good in the head and you, I don't, okay, not good in the head, I take back because that doesn't mean you <laughs> have to be bad in the head or anything. But like if you are good on all levels, like I don't think you're going to like, your first instinct isn't going to be, oh, let me go do this like therapy or let me go do this um, energy work or something like that. So um, I just, uh, if you know anyone who is like that, let me know. Cause I don't know anyone who actually, <laughs> who actually feels like that all the time. Sure. I say that it's like, a, um, it's forever. It's, you're always working on something, right. Yeah. To make yourself a better person and to make yourself feel better and to be, and to never go spiraling down. Cause the minute you stop working on yourself, it's things can get out of control fast. So I feel like it's maintenance Yeah, yeah, yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Abandonment yeah, like you're called to, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I think, well, I mean, I guess if people, it also goes back to that, like if people aren't even aware and being honest with themselves that something's yep. wrong. Right. So in their mind, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm great. But it's like not a real great. It's like the, the I'm fine. You know, it's like, oh, are yeah. you really fine? It's a North Carolina uh, it's like that. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't, get, I won't get clients that are like that, that, that are like, I'm fine. Like I just, I get the, I get clients that come and they're ready. Like they have been searching, they've done all their homework, they have been on all sorts of things and done everything. And they're like, what is Reiki? And how can I, how can I experience it? Because they're just like at their wits end. Usually that's who I get. The people that have gone through all of the things. Reiki is not their first stop. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel like that's pretty true. It's like a lot of people I talk to the first, the first part of (laughs) like, I always joke, like where my life is at now is like not how this party started at all Mm -hmm. it started with me going to a traditional doctor with a list of symptoms looking for answers knowing that i should not feel like this at i don't know how old i was 25 27 when this all started Mm -hmm. knowing something was wrong and being absolutely just like discarded and not helped whatsoever and i was like what just happened <laughs> and i refuse to accept this sure. and so then that's kind of what led down this rabbit hole and then then it becomes honestly like once you start to feel better after you get over the pandora's box things that might need to happen <laughs> then it's kind of fun because you're just like oh like what else is out there and like what other tools can i put in my self care self love toolkit that can be supportive for maintenance so that I don't ever end up like how I was at 27 in that doctor's office. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think that's kind of like how I love it. And it's so cool. I'm always learning different things and different people with different gifts. And it's like the coolest thing ever. 
It is. Maintenance is key for all of it. And everyone's maintenance plan is different because, you know, mm-hmm. Reiki might not, might not be someone's in their maintenance plan. It just, they don't like it. Right. Acupuncture might be, they might love acupuncture, but then acupuncture might not work for somebody. And they're like, Reiki's my thing, you know? Yeah. That's super cool. So what are the best ways people can connect with you, Chrissy? Yeah. So two ways. So I'm on Instagram and I, of everyone's on there. <laughs> and then I also have a website, uh, sunshinesoulreiki.com. Those are the two best ways. Awesome. That's a great I really, um, domain name, by the way. I, know, <laughs> I do like it. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and opening up this conversation. And I hope that a lot of people, maybe this is like totally new. I hope it opened your eyes to different possibilities of things that can support you on your, your healing path. And um, I'm just really grateful that you decided to come on and hang out with us. Thank you. I'm so grateful that I met you and that we got to trade podcasts and like actually like you got to talk to our people about what you do. And then I love just telling people that there's other other things out there for you to try, right? If you've never heard of it, give it a try. Why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, I really love how you guys, you guys have like a YouTube presence too, you and Kaylin. So that's nice. So we'll link all that up in the show notes so that you can check out all the things. And I'm sure that we will stay in each other's worlds and stay in touch. You are welcome in Costa Rica anytime if you want to come hang out and and meet everyone here. I feel like you'd fit right in. Everyone's super down to earth. And uh, I really, I'm not going to lie. I kind of looked up how much it costs to get there already. I was like, Google flight. How how can I get there? There is a direct flight from Atlanta to there. So yeah, there's some good direct flights. It's not that bad. Um, yeah. I'm in a very remote little town. So like once you land, like that's really when the journey begins, because then you're yeah. going to get you're going to go on like a crazy adventure through the mountains. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun and it's worth it. So come visit. We're going to plan a trip. Kayla and I are coming. I promise. I would love Should. that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Chrissy, for coming on. And you know, I, I'm like, I, we've talked about anyone who uh, listens to this knows that I'm like always kind of challenging the, the weirder things being like, well, that doesn't make much sense. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just always great to, to hear different perspectives and you know, I, I hear the term clairvoyant and I'm like, okay, that is like an X-Men thing. That's very strange. Uh, but you know, like being able to connect it to, things that someone who is maybe a bit more like um, I don't know if closed off or like pessimistic or like maybe who's just not as like skeptical. open to yeah skeptical yeah that's yeah. what I'm thinking of um, I live in a negative mindset obviously so I'm like yeah <laughs> pessimistic uh, <laughs> that's okay, no, that's, okay. But, uh, that's what I'm here for I'm here to just tell you about it and then sure, yeah, I yeah. could see you thinking the whole entire time like what is she talking yeah, about yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's it's always really great to hear like just different things like way outside of my realm because it's, you know, like that is part of the human experience. And like I said, like we all have some innate thing where it's like my friends, family, spouse feel weird. This throws off the whole vibe of the house. <laughs> How can we change that? Uh, and, you know, especially at work where these are people who like play a huge role in your lives and if you do let that bad energy get to you you go home you either keep it in or you spread it to the rest of your family and then it becomes like the bully bullying the bully you know like you become a bully because like you were getting bullied wherever you are um so yeah i mean like for like obviously this is not within my wheelhouse but if someone is listening they're like wow i'd like to try that like i hope you get people reaching out just to just to look into it more and try it and see if it is um, something that is for them. I think that'd be really cool to hear that from from someone who is like very skeptical to be doing that. Yeah, I love the skeptics. I live with one. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> <Bring it> on. <laughs> do you ever do Reiki on your husband? Like, has he opened up all... his mind to this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. He's I like, do Reiki do on my husband me. and my daughter all the time, all the time, and they absolutely love it. And I've opened up his mind a lot to it, but we still have some very skeptical conversations about it. Not too much about the energy work because he believes in energy in, in a sense, like you said, the energy of the room when sure. someone walks into it, very much into that. Um, it's more of the clairvoyance thing. It's more of how did you know that that person was going through that? It's it's like you can't really, you have no explanation for it. There's, I can't let you jump inside my mind and see it, you know? So I can't prove it, right? I can just tell you my stories of what, how I'm helping people heal, really. Yeah. And I will say, like, 
I've really I'm newer to this world really the last couple of years and the first couple of times you're like this is freaky like this is a coincidence there's no way and then after like the third or fourth time you're like I, I don't believe in coincidences anymore and then it's like it really just does open up your mind and you're like okay like this is this is a real thing to explore and here there's one of my best friends is an intuitive and she has intuitive development classes and so she actually helps people like figure out like which are your strongest clairs and it's really cool so yeah I used to be I used to be very skeptic myself which is funny but that was years ago and now I'm like this is really cool to explore so I appreciate you coming on and like having this it's like an inauguration of sorts of like opening up this whole world uh so I appreciate it I love that I was the first I'm like this this is big you know I kind of gotta go in there with like all of it yeah because so. if you turn me off I'm like Brooke we're never doing this again <laughs> yeah. well I hope you liked it I no, hope yeah, yeah. that I did a good job good. okay <laughs> I gotta like slowly open the door for Row. I can't. He, you do, you know. So yeah. that's what we're gonna go with. I like it. Thank awesome. you for being open. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yes. Well, on that note, Row, would you like to take us out? Yes, of course. Let us cue that music. All right. Thank you, everyone. Peace out. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit westnutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod. Catch you next time.